Hi everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Macias, and you are listening to Practical Alignment. So as you can tell by the title of this video, we are going to be doing another collection of thoughts. And the reason being is they are a lot of fun for me. They take off a lot of pressure and having to research a lot for my work. And yeah, I get to cover a lot of topics and just play with it and roll with it. So I hope you enjoy. And yeah, let's get into it. First thing that I want to address is the fact that... <laughs> I have been a little inconsistent with my posting for this podcast, and I would like to talk about that for a moment. So back in October, when I released an episode, um, one of the first episodes for what I called season one of Practical Alignment, I set the intention of creating, like I said, seasons. And so with that understanding, I was going to release episodes consistently over a period of time. Now, if you are a real fan, <laughs> or if you've been following me along on this journey, you may have noticed that my consistency has not been consistent, and so that is something that I want to address. Um, I want to apologize because, first off, I, I set you know, a standard that I was going to create for myself and I actually haven't been upholding that. So I do want to recognize that. And in doing that, I've had to take a lot of time reflecting on what this podcast means to me and why my relationship to it is different from what I thought it was going to be. Now, if you go back in time and you look at when I first started releasing episodes for Practical Alignment Podcast, this was the only thing that I was focusing on. I was still living at home and healing, my healing work was all that I was pouring myself into. And still to this day, you know, I'm still, you know, doing sessions and working with people and doing this healing work. However, it's under a different structure. I live out of I like live in the city <laughs> I am a paid contractor so I am like self-employed but I work for a different company doing my healing work and so I'm balancing my schedules and just my energy has been dispersed in different areas of my life now if you compare what my life looks like now to what it looks like when I first released my podcast it is so drastically different and so with that I've had to come to terms with understanding that the way that my energy is being dispersed towards this podcast and my relationship to it has changed as well. Creating podcasts and being able to share this work is such an honor. And with that honor comes a lot of responsibility. And so when I create my episodes, especially when they cover topics that are either intense or they mean a lot to me, I spend a lot of time creating episodes. And I'm not sure if I've shared this before, but usually it takes me at least 12 hours to create an episode including recording, including doing research for the topic, and also having my life experience in it as well for me to be able to talk about it, like 12 hours minimum. And so dedicating that amount of time for an episode made sense for me before, but now it's becoming a little bit more difficult juggling my schedule. And so I have to recognize that and I see why <laughs> my energy isn't the same. So the reason I want to address this is, first off, like I said, I want to apologize for saying that I was going to commit to doing seasons um, when that just hasn't been carried out in the way that I wanted. But um, yeah, the consistency hasn't been to the level that 
I have expectations for. So I'm sorry for that. But I also just want to say thank you <laughs> for still joining me and for being a part of this journey and being with me while I kind of figure out and understand my relationship to this podcast. I love it so much. I love the work that I get to do. And I am so beyond lucky to have a platform where at least even one person listens to it like you make such a big difference in my life <laughs> when I see who listens to my podcast like the numbers like I know they shouldn't matter that much but knowing that there's an audience that hears me is such a blessing so thank you and thank you for being a part of my journey as I understand this relationship and as it grows as well so a topic that I've been really wanting to discuss is um Remembering to stay sovereign in your choices and in your freedom of choice when you listen to psychic readers, tarot readers, oracle card readers like myself, or people who have intuitive guidance to share. I speak about this from experience, but there have been times where I've gone on YouTube and I've listened to a tarot reader and the messages that I got from that specific reading were not as positive as I wanted them to be. And so it's thrown me into a trajectory of fear and of chaos and of me, you know, waiting for the shoe to drop because the reading wasn't very optimistic or it just put me in a mood where I felt like something wrong was going to happen based on what they were sharing. In those moments, I've noticed that I've given my power away to what this person is saying because I hold their truth in higher standard to my own. And so I listen to their explanation of my path more so than I listen to myself and what I can make of my own path. I hope that makes sense. And so I have a very specific story that I want to share with you that's funny and that has taught me a lot about remembering to stay true to myself and to listen to my inner voice above all else. So back in around September 2021, I was making plans to see my boyfriend Callum to meet him in Mexico because at the time we had been separated for around a year and eight months and people from the UK were not allowed directly into America. They had to make a pit stop first somewhere and quarantine for 14 days in an approved country before they could make it in the States. And so me and Callum made plans to meet in Mexico and to stay there for two weeks together before he could head into America with me. And so you probably can understand that there was a lot of pressure and a lot of excitement and a lot of, you know, a lot of emotions stirring up from this experience because there was so much anticipation in us seeing each other. There was that component of longing and missing each other. And then also, like I said, the pressure of making sure that everything went out according to plan so that we could see each other. As I was going through this, I thought it would be a really good time for me to um, get some extra help and insight. And so I hired someone who was, I don't want to say a psychic medium, but someone who possessed psychic intuition, I guess you could say a psychic reader, that's a good word for it, um, to give me a reading. And a few of the questions that I asked her had to do with my trip and seeing Callum. And so because I was so nervous about it, I wanted more clarity on what was going to happen to see how it was going to unfold and just to make sure that I had any everything in order for it to work out smoothly. And so I asked her about seeing Callum in Mexico and what messages I needed to know regarding that. And what this reader told me 
was that what she was seeing was that the probability of me meeting Callum in Mexico was extremely low and that I probably wouldn't actually see him for another six months. This was like in the height of me planning my trip to see him. And so hearing this news was so devastating. So anyways, we finished the call eventually. And after we spoke, I just laid in bed and I cried. I cried so hard and I just let myself feel all these feelings of despair and of sadness and of longing and of disappointment. And I just noticed in myself that I was already holding these energies inside of me. Like in the midst of all this buildup, I was already anticipating myself to be disappointed because the situation meant so much to me. And so it also clarified some things in myself that perhaps I don't fully allow myself to believe that good things can happen to me easily because there was already all this feelings of disappointment that were ready to pounce. Um, I hope that makes sense. Like in planning something exciting for myself, something I really wanted to do, I was already trying to mentally prepare myself in a way to be disappointed. And so I just allowed myself to feel the sadness, this fear, this, this, you know, this feeling of rejection from what I wanted all of this longing that built up over the year and eight months that I had apart from my boyfriend. And once I allowed myself to feel those feelings and see that they existed and honor the fact that maybe I didn't fully have space for myself to get what I wanted, I, I looked at myself and I was like, wait, says who? Like, in what, who, who is this lady? And who is she to tell me what I'm going to experience. No shade to the intuitive reader, but I just made a choice in myself that I wasn't going to listen to her. Um, <laughs> and that was a gift because it made me redirect my energy to start building what I actually wanted. Every choice that we make changes our energy and the structure of our reality and how we experience it. And so when people predict our future and when there's like timelines and all these things, there are so many different timelines. And so our energy in the present moment affects which timeline we step into. I'm sure that there is a timeline somewhere that exists in the universe where I wasn't able to see Callum in October. And perhaps that is what the reader was picking up on. But because I was just so against that and I was like, no, actually, that's not my truth. I changed my energy and I changed the trajectory and the structure of my reality to then step into a timeline that I actually wanted. I did end up seeing Callum in October in Mexico <laughs> and it was one of the best trips of my life. I still find that there was a lot of value in listening to that reader in some capacity because it showed me that I had an option. I had options. I had choices in front of me. I had the option of staying complacent and of listening to her and of giving my power away and just letting that be the road that I take. And I also had the option of deciding that I was going to take my power back and that I was going to trust in the fact that my efforts and my actions were going to align for the highest good possible in order for me to see Callum if it was meant to be. And the thing is, like, I wasn't forcing a different reality to come into place. I wasn't struggling or climbing up an uphill battle to try and plan these things with Callum. Um, 
it was actually a very simple, easy process. Perhaps if I felt like I was really struggling and forcing this meeting to happen, then it would make more sense for us to not see each other in October and it wouldn't have been the right timing. We'd see each other eventually. But no, like, it was easy. It was fun. It was graceful. And so, yeah, that was just a really good indication for me to see and understand that I could direct my energy in a really supportive way to help me step into a timeline that was fulfilling for me and that actually felt good. And so, yeah, I've taking that power back is a really wonderful thing to do. Sometimes we can get messages from tarot readers online or tarot readers in person or oracle card readers or anyone with intuitive gifts who wants to share messages for you. And it can be daunting and it can be intimidating, but you still have your choice and you still have your choice, period. You still have your choice in deciding what you want to take on and what doesn't feel good and what doesn't feel true to you. Literally the other day, someone was offering free readings and so I volunteered myself um, to exchange in that and the messages that they had for me were so dark and it just made me laugh and it was funny, like not in like a mean way, but I was just like, "Mm, that doesn't ring true for me. The messages were like, there's lots of heavy energy around you. Um, there's a decision to come to don't be in resistance you're not allowing yourself to feel your feelings and I was like "Mm, nah (laughs) like you have your choice and what you consent to and what you want to take on and that just didn't feel right for me and so you have that ability and you have your power to be able to see does this ring true does this feel good or not just feel good but does this feel true does this feel authentic to me that's the that's the question and it didn't feel authentic to me and not in a sense of resistance like I can't look at myself in the mirror this doesn't feel true but just like no like that doesn't feel authentic so just don't take that on I want to reiterate this because I think this is extremely important is that Your authenticity is a wonderful gauge to see if something is true for you or not. Because with our authenticity, I relate it almost to like the soul. And our soul isn't afraid of looking at ourselves in the mirror and seeing, you know, the things that we need to work on. So if we're told things that might be a little harder to hear, I think from an authentic soul level, we have more capacity to accept that. But if things just don't resonate with our truth at all, with with that soul essence, then you know, if it, it's if it's not authentic to us, then we can just decide to not take it on. If it's not authentic to us, then it's not ours to carry. Thank you. Toss aside. Next. This kind of leads me into my next point is how do we connect to our authenticity? Because oftentimes we carry so much in our space that doesn't belong to us that it can be difficult to actually find our own core. There are three tools that I've been working with recently and more consistently in my life that have made a big difference in me just managing my own energetic hygiene. And I want to share those. So the first thing is grounding more often, finding a way to ground. And one thing that I want to say about grounding is that it doesn't have to be a crazy spiritual experience for you to ground. Like sometimes when we're all up in our head, Um, we feel like airy fairies, it's hard to come down, it's hard to settle. At least in my experience, it can be hard for me to really just like find that rootedness into the earth, that anchoring again. And so it doesn't have to be like whoop-de-doo, like you don't have to meditate yourself into grounding. 
sometimes all you have to do is like eat a sandwich or like eat some rice or like eat something heavy or nourishing not something high in sugar or like high in caffeine but something that can settle in your belly and can really set your physical space if it's difficult for you to ground eat something (laughs) it just has to be that simple and yeah you can feel it in your physical body and that can sometimes be an aid to your mental and energetic self as well so anyways grounding is the first step next the second step is to clear people's energy out of your field out of your physical body out of your auric field what i like to envision is like a vacuum I get like a vacuum nozzle head, um, like the ones that you use to clean a couch. And I just imagine that sweeping over, starting from the crown of my head all the way down to the soles of my feet. And then I start doing it in my energetic space as well, like my auric field, um, front and back, clearing anybody's energy from my space that doesn't belong to me and as I do that I really also like vocalize and set that intention of releasing what doesn't belong to me and you'll start to notice the more that you do that how much you're storing in your space that doesn't actually belong to you and then the third and final step is to call your energy back to call it back from people that you've been interacting with, from the internet, I would say, from your work environment, from objects around your house. Social media has a grip on my, has a chokehold on me, girly. And so I call my energy back. I'm trying to work on that actually more is releasing my um, relationship so strongly, my strong relationship to social media, but calling your energy back from places where you notice it's leaking. I like to envision it like a ball above my head and then I pour it back into my space, into my physical body and into my field, almost like I'm whipping water around, like I'm water bending or air bending, if you will, energy that is yours, your divine essence, your true self back into your space, back where it rightfully belongs. As I've been doing this more and more, I just notice you know, what a sponge I can be at times. And so this is a daily practice. It's something that should be done twice a day even. And it's been so impactful for me that I've even started reordering the way that I do Qigong. Um, Before it was just a way for me to help release tension in my neck and back from my chronic pain. But now I incorporate so much energetic tools and energetic hygiene tools. We're wiping ourselves away. We're calling back our energy. And I find it's a wonderful way to end our practices. So just testing these out. If you find yourself to be leaky, (laughs) if you find yourself to be like highly sensitive and finding yourself being overwhelmed by it at times, There's tools for you. There's energetic hygiene tools for you to be able to restore your power back to yourself, back to where it rightfully belongs. I've been a lot more attuned with my body lately, and I started going to get acupuncture regularly. Um, Based on what my doctor was telling me, I've first been going to him twice a week, and slowly it's weaning back down to once a week, and then we're going to reassess and see what my body needs. But for a long period of time, I was struggling with my pain alone, and I was holding it in my space without finding a way to release it. Sure, I was doing qigong, and I was, you know, taking oils, CBD, um, 
like massaging myself, but it wasn't enough. And it got to the point where I really needed extra help to help heal myself. And so I started seeing um, a doctor of oriental medicine again. And going to acupuncture regularly has really changed my life. And it relates back to the topic of releasing what doesn't belong to you because in my sessions I started noticing how much energy in my physical body I was carrying for other people that didn't belong to me at all. One of the major areas that I was feeling this was in my hip. I've been struggling with some hip pain recently and when we do these releases with the needles I just can feel that I'm keeping things in my physical body that belong to other people. Now, mind you, I do a lot of energy work with others. And so this was a big indication to me that maybe I wasn't as clean as I needed to be. Like I needed to step up my energetic hygiene tools because people's energy was getting <laughs> was holding space in my own physical body and that's not where it belonged. And so as I was releasing this pain, I would cry like I would feel this like rush of release because acupuncture to me isn't just a physical release it's an emotional one as well and I noticed that I was not only crying for myself from the pain and the shock because <laughs> the needles kind of freak me out still but also I was crying for what was trapped inside of me I was releasing these energies that weren't mine and I also had to pay attention to the fact that I wasn't feeling other people's feelings for them or I wasn't trying to feel other people's feelings for them but I could feel that release as I took it out of my body I was feeling that <laughs> I hope I hope you can understand the difference in that but oftentimes we're processing things that don't belong to us like if you talk to a friend and they had a really bad day and so now you absorb that energy like if your tools aren't strengthened if you don't have good energetic hygiene you might take on a lot of their energy for them and then later at night you might be like why do i feel so bad maybe i need to feel my feelings and so you process these feelings but these aren't even yours to hold they're your friends you know what i mean so that's why these three steps release like grounding making that indication that maybe this isn't yours and then releasing it from your space and then calling back your own energy is so important. I'm slowly coming to terms. Well, let's not say slowly, but I'm more and more <laughs> over a period of time coming to terms with the fact that with my gift of being highly sensitive, I also have the responsibility of maintaining, uh, you know, a clean aura as well and so I've been working on that more and more and like I said it's made a big difference and so if this is something that's kind of like piquing your interest I highly suggest looking into it if you have any more questions obviously feel free to dm me at practical alignment on instagram some other tools that have been really helpful lately have been flower essences. And I've always used flower essences in the vibrational sprays that I create, but I've been working with flower essences more closely and again, more consistently. And I've started noticing awesome changes in my energy as well. And one of the main flower essences that I tell everyone about, anyone who will listen, so you're gonna fall victim to this as well, <laughs> is yarrow. Y-A-R-R-O-W. And this is the flower essence that I use in my spray Envelop. And Envelop was created for highly sensitive people um, who have psychic gifts, but also can 
become overwhelmed by their psychic gifts. And so this is a way to help you maintain, you know, like a clear auric field by not being leaky and by not absorbing too much. I've been on a flower essence kick and in the book that I have, what it shares about yarrow is it says that it knits together an overly porous aura and that it helps you realign your light back into yourself and back into the centers where you can find more balance to experience your light. Like I said, I've loved yarrow for a while now because I've been using it in my sprays. You can find my vibrational sprays that help realign your aura on my website, Practical Alignment KM. And the way that I've been using it has just shifted a little bit because I've been using the flower essences in my drinking water and just using it at different concentrated levels and just noticing how it affects me. And so it's been lovely. Integrating these practices to honor myself has been such a blessing. And actually, in my intentions for 2022, one of the main things that I wanted was more self-care. And so I've noticed that manifesting before my eyes, you know, taking the time to learn about flower essences to support me, going to acupuncture regularly, taking time for myself in my energetic hygiene rituals, like that is such a blessing and it's i've noticed what an impact it's made and how it's helped me become the best version of myself or a more powerful clean aligned version of myself another flower essence that i'd like to suggest right now is called angelica and angelica helps you connect to spiritual beings you know your angels your guides your guardians and in that it also helps you feel more protected and safe in your environment because you're surrounded by this love and you're surrounded by this guidance and there was a period of time a couple weeks ago where i just felt completely disconnected and it was a struggle for me um and what i had to realize is that there can sometimes be ebbs and flow and what spirituality means and what your connection to that can mean as well and work what it can look like and as i was talking to the people in my field a lot of people were feeling that way as well and i think it partly had to do with just the collective energies of heaviness around the world um so a lot of individuals it seemed were feeling that heaviness too and so having a tool with angelica the flower essence to help you reconnect to that light or that guidance it's another big blessing and to see that like it's always around you has been really helpful one other thing that i also want to share in regards to connecting to your spirituality and i kind of touched on this with like eating and grounding like you, your path to spirituality doesn't always have to look spiritual, right? And so I found this the other day. It was in the period when I wasn't really feeling connected to myself or my spirituality or even my essence. I was really struggling with that. And then one day I was driving to the gym in the car and I turned on a song that I really like and it's called The King by Sarah Kingsley. Kinsley, actually. And um, yeah, I listened to it and it just awakened something inside of me. Like I found myself not through meditation, not through praying, not through sun gazing or fasting, but I found myself listening to music in my car because for some reason this song 
helped remind me of my own essence and it was so powerful and I remember as I was like jamming out to the song like a thought in my head came up and it just said there she is like my soul was just like there you are <laughs> remember you remember me and it was it was amazing it was fun and it was lighthearted. and so I share this story kind of to tell you that Sometimes I know it can, we can feel a lot of pressure and having to maintain this like spiritual regimen and to having to always be tuned in. And at times when it's difficult to feel that way, we can put more pressure on ourselves. But there are really fun, lighthearted ways to remember who you are and to reconnect to that power. And it doesn't always have to look spiritual. Sometimes it can be very simple and it can simply just be fun. All right, everyone, that about concludes it for our Collection of Thoughts, Volume 2. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to tuning in again whenever I do. Thank you for your patience. I appreciate you. Bye!